you are tuned in to Lightworkers Lounge, a podcast for spiritual souls on their journey of enlightening the world. I'm your host, Stephanie Powers. Welcome. I turned 31 a few weeks ago on December 6th, and sometimes I feel like a 65-year-old, maybe even a 75-year-old, trapped in a 31-year-old's body. I've just been through so much in life, more than the average person, way more than the average 31-year-old, that's for damn sure, and I think I hide it well. When I really let my guard down and share absolutely everything with someone I form a close bond and trust with, they always look at me like, what? How can such a cheerful, optimistic, calm, at times, person have gone through so much hell and still have an optimistic attitude like this? And I think it's because I fully understand that it's always darkest before dawn. I fully understand, even as a child, I just fully understand that everything was happening for me, not to me. With this eclipse season, and for us here in the Northern Hemisphere, the darkest day of the year on December 21st, I've really felt a calling to go within and release things and review things. And I really saw how it's always darkest before dawn. I've been reflecting all week on my life and how in those really, really dark moments of life where I didn't even want to be here anymore, it was always followed by a beautiful dawn that in the midst of things I never saw coming. And sometimes life was so hard that I never thought I would see the dawn of day ever again. You know what's interesting is when I went through my depression, I went through a couple of years of really deep depression and just living a life that wasn't true to me, all of my dreams, all of my dreams at night took place at nighttime and in the winter. I would have dreams of climbing up an icy mountain covered in snow at night. I would have dreams of driving my car down a snowy road at night. I would just have dreams of walking down a path in a field covered in snow at night. And when I look this up, having dreams like that is indicative of depression. Your subconscious, your psyche, your spirit is dark and cold. Isn't that interesting? And there were definitely moments where I thought my life has been like this for years. There's no way a dawn is going to occur for me. This is just it. This is my life. Yeah, I've been there before. But I'm here to tell you on this platform, through this microphone, through your speakers, that it's always darkest before dawn. And if you guys don't mind, I'd like to give you a few examples. I want to go down the whole timeline of my life and give you some of the most prominent examples of when it was darkest before dawn for me. So, dark is when my mom accidentally got pregnant with me right after having my brother. 
My brother was a sweet baby, but he eventually went on to get autism. He has Asperger's. So he was a special needs child. But my mom was accidentally pregnant with her second child in a toxic relationship that was not doing well. So imagine what was going through her mind being transferred to me. The stress and the fear and that energy being transferred to me. You know, I, the story goes, my dad's mom even told her, get an abortion, get rid of this child. You cannot handle this. You guys need to break up. Your relationship is so toxic. You cannot bring a second child into this. Get rid of her. No, actually, I can't say her because they didn't know it was a girl. My mom, throughout her entire pregnancy, thought I was a boy. And she just didn't believe in finding out the gender. She just feels like it's so unnatural. So she never did that. But she would always, she gave me a name, Nicholas. She'd always say, I'm not getting abortion. I'm not getting rid of this child. I'm, this, is, this is my new baby. I'm going to have two boys. And at the time, not only all of that, but my mom was growing thyroid cancer in her neck. Imagine being pregnant with cancer. And the doctors finally said, okay, we cannot wait until you deliver this child. We have to cut out your cancer now. This was in the 80s. And they didn't realize that when you're eight months pregnant, you can't go under anesthesia. They didn't realize, what, does the baby just go to sleep with you when you're having surgery? So when my mom went to get surgery, eight months pregnant with me, the anesthesiologist walked in and saw her big belly hanging out of her nightgown and said, uh, you're really pregnant. And she said, yeah, it's in my, my health history. What, you didn't know that? Long story short, every anesthesiologist refused to put her under. So her and I went home and a month later on December 6, 1988, the dawn of that situation happened. My mom gave birth to a beautiful, if I do say so myself, <laughs> a healthy baby girl to everyone's absolute surprise because my mom even told people that she was having a boy. She was so convinced and sure of it. So imagine the dawn that my mom felt when out came a little girl that looked just like her, who would grow up to be her best friend, and not only that, but help her through a lot. That was her dawn. Dark is when my parents divorced. Um, like I said, they had a very toxic relationship. My dad was an alcoholic. I remember one time my dad got arrested in front of me. And I remember getting to go give him a kiss while he was in handcuffs, about to be taken away, and tasting Budweiser on his lips, thinking that was normal. And then my dad eventually remarried and had a new daughter, and I thought, wait, what? Like, no one told me about any of this. I just went to see him one weekend, and all of a sudden it was like, oh, this is your sister, by the way. Huh? What? When? How? Dark feeling. You know, that moment left a really deep feeling of being left and unwanted. Having the male figure in my life choose someone else over me left a deep scar, a deep cut. 
But my dawn was years later when I spoke to my two half-sisters. And they told me that although I grew up without a father, I didn't miss anything. In fact, I was protected. And although they had him physically around, I was actually the lucky one. And when I went to go visit my dad for myself, when I was 24, I realized that they were absolutely right. And I also realized that my mom leaving him was the best gift she's ever given me in my life. Dark is growing up on welfare with a single mom and a brother who has Asperger's. It's really hard to watch your mom break down and cry because she has to go get free food in a church basement just to feed you and your brother. Dark is sitting outside of my mom's bedroom door as she has to run into her room to break down and cry because she's so overwhelmed trying to go to college to get a degree in nursing while also raising two kids by herself with no help from family or friends. But the dawn of that situation is this deep-seated appreciation built into my being for every drop of water that comes out of my faucet and every time I go to the grocery store and I can swipe my card or hand them cash and buy my own food, thinking how lucky I am, how abundant I am. The dawn of that situation is the compassion and the empathy that growing up in a situation like that has given me. I grew up in the hood, the ghetto, as other people would call it. And I think a lot of people are afraid to go in neighborhoods like that, the quote-unquote ghetto, because of the negative connotation that the news, our society, has given it. But me, I grew up in that. I have no problem going to neighborhoods like that and striking conversation and making friends with people like that because they're just like you. And I know that for a fact because of my upbringing. Money doesn't mean shit. I'm way more afraid to go through a wealthy neighborhood with people who are just completely asleep and unawakened and judgmental and not in tune with what it really means to be a human. That's some scary shit. Dark is severe bullying in school. Fuck, bullying is so hard. Dark is being followed home by people who want to beat you up in front of your house, in front of your mom. Dark is people driving by your house at night and throwing eggs and bologna on the car that you worked so hard as a 16-year-old to pay for and just trashing it. (laughs) Dark is people driving by your house in the middle of the day and shooting paintball guns at it and just covering your white house that your single parent worked her fucking ass off to buy, covering it in paint. Dawn is years later becoming friends with all of these people. I'm truly forgiving them. And the ones that I never became friends with 
they ended up in jail or they're dead. So the dawn of that is realizing that those people who do that to others, they are so hurt and trapped and imprisoned and being tortured and tormented by mental battles and pain every single day. So much so that they overdose on heroin and die. So much so that they just keep going down a path of destruction, not only for people that they're bullying, but for themselves. And they end up in prison. But the dawn of that is, are the bullies who came to me and apologized and admitted what they did was wrong. And me truly forgiving them and understanding that hurt people hurt people. And learning from those years of bullying that when people are rude to me, call me mean things, do mean things to me, is how they feel about themselves inside. So today when someone's mean to me, I never take it personal because it's just a projection of them. And I feel bad for them and really hope that they can overcome that. But that was my dawn with bullying. It taught me even more compassion. And speaking of friends, dark is when your only friend is your husband, your spouse, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your wife. And when your own mom comes to you and says, hey, you don't have any girlfriends. You, you should really get some. I don't think it's healthy that your boyfriend is your only friend. Dark is looking at her and saying, I don't want any friends because they're more stressed than they are joy because of how many friends turned into bullies in the past and how many friends just don't resonate with you anymore. You've been so hurt by so many people that you've completely built up walls around yourself. And even though you're a super social, extroverted person who loves people at your core, you've given up. Dawn is when you open Instagram and realize that you've got 10,000 new friends. Dawn is when you finally have friends who will text you in the middle of the day saying, tell me one cool thing that has happened to you today. Dawn is when you have friends that you don't need to say a word to and they just feel you and text you and say, are you good? Let me know. Dark is when someone you love, like your brother, your best friend, has their first seizure in front of you. And from that moment forward, your relationship, your family dynamic, your life is changed forever. Dark is holding your sibling in your arms as they're clinically dead and have no pulse and their skin is midnight blue and you're scooping foam out of their mouth thinking that they're dead, not knowing what to do. Dark is when you're on the phone with 911. The operator asks, are you okay? Dark is when you say, no, I just lost my brother in my arms. 
dawn is when your brother survives and he's alive today. And that moment, and there have been many other seizures since then, dawn is his epilepsy giving me the gift of loving everyone as if it could be their last day alive. Dawn is my brother's diagnosis of epilepsy that is sadly continuing to worsen. The dawn of that is unconditional love for people and realizing that it could be anyone's last moment. Is this really the words that I want them to remember me by? Is this really the feeling I want to give them that I want them to remember me by? Or I want to remember them by? Dawn of that awful diagnosis of my brother having epilepsy is cherishing every moment in life. Because maybe I could be diagnosed with something like that at any given moment. Because I know he didn't see this coming. We didn't see this coming. Each day is a gift. And it's one thing to say that, but it's a totally new thing to feel it and live it. Dark is being diagnosed with an autoimmune disease one year into your marriage. An autoimmune disease called Hashimoto's, being told that your thyroid is fucked up. You know, a gland that regulates pretty much every function of the body. Dark is being a newlywed who wants to be a mom someday soon and being told that you probably won't be able to get pregnant. And if you do, probably won't be able to carry it full term without a lot of medical intervention. Dark is being told that you'll probably need major surgery to remove a vital organ from your body and be reliant on pills for the rest of your life. At 25 years old, when you should be the healthiest you've ever been. Dawn. It's always darkest before dawn. Dawn is spinning that around and saying, really, I can't reverse this? Doctor? Dawn is going back to that same doctor a year later, getting your labs drawn, and seeing that it's completely reversed. And you'll go on to not need major surgery, to not touch a single pill, and to eventually be a mom someday. Dawn is taking all that knowledge that I acquired by myself through healing my autoimmune disease and completely reversing it and finding my purpose in life, healing others. Dawn is taking that shitty diagnosis and becoming a holistic health coach and publishing a book that's sitting on shelves in Barnes & Noble. Dawn is taking that diagnosis and using it to create a career working for myself and getting out of a 9-to-5 that was so not me. Dark. It's always darkest before dawn, and are you ready for this dark? Dark is getting married to the wrong person. Dark is when this person proposes to you and you feel it in your gut, like, no, this isn't right. But your head says, why is it not right? Everything's perfect. 
Looks real good on paper, too. Dark is saying yes. Dark is going to try on wedding dresses with your mom and being so bitchy and moody and crying at the drop of a pen because it feels so wrong. Dark is standing in front of a full wall of mirrors as your mom comes over and puts a white veil over your face and tells you how beautiful you look. And you start crying, not tears of joy, not tears of excitement and love, but tears of what the fuck am I doing? Tears of how do I get out of this without hurting so many feelings? Dark is sitting in a car parked outside of what should be a surprise wedding shower and having your very first panic attack and full-on punching things, screaming, breaking down, mental breakdown outside of your wedding shower in front of your husband-to-be thinking this isn't right. I should be running in there as fast as I can, so excited to see my friends and family and celebrate love. But instead, I want to kick him out of the driver's seat, hop over, and pedal to the fucking metal anywhere but here. Darkest being on your honeymoon at this gorgeous bed and breakfast right on the ocean. And it's raining out, so you have the whole pool to yourself. And it's just you and your brand new husband. And this sexy, beautiful, exotic pool overlooking the sea. And wanting nothing to do with him. And instead, walking out of the pool, leaving him in there alone. And just walking onto the beach in the rain, thinking two things. One, I wish a helicopter would just fly over me right now, drop a claw down, pick me up, and fly me anywhere but here. Two, I'm just going to keep walking into the ocean until I'm submerged and can't breathe anymore. Darkest when you finally, five years later, have the conversation with your husband and drop the D word. Not dark. Divorce. And you know what? Dark is when you jump into a toxic relationship right after leaving that one. Because you went from feeling so comfortable, so easy, not learning a thing about yourself or relationships or life, to going into the exact opposite and learning so much about all the things you didn't learn about love and life and yourself throughout the 10 years you were with the same person. Dark is saying, I'm done. I give up on love for a long time. Dark is sitting in a bathroom in your Airbnb in Florida thinking, it's just not for me in this lifetime. Every woman in my family has been divorced. No one's ever had a healthy relationship. I'm just going to keep that pattern going. Godspeed to my daughter. <laughs> If I ever have one. Dawn. Because it's always darkest before dawn. 
Dawn is one out of nowhere. A beautiful friendship that you've had with someone turns into the love that you've always dreamt of. Dawn is when you fall in love with someone and it's better than anything you've ever imagined. Dawn is when you fall in love with your best friend that you never saw coming. And the real dawn is when you realize that you can connect with this person on such a deep level, more than anyone else, because both of you have lives that are almost mirrored, because he's been through a marriage and a divorce. He's been through a toxic relationship right after. It's when you guys can understand each other on a level no one else can. Dawn is when you realize you've actually found the one. And all of the people leading up to this led you to that moment and prepared you for that moment and prepared you to be able to handle that love. One more dark. Dark is living at home at 29 years old because being in a marriage and living in the wrong place and the wrong marriage, you couldn't take it anymore. And no matter what, if you were homeless, if you were living back at home with your parents, if you were living out of your car, all of that sounded better than living a lie. But it still hurts. It hurts the ego. It hurts your dreams. It hurts your intuition. Nobody wants to feel like a failure in that sense. So Dark is living at home at 29 years old after you just lived in luxury apartments and had a very cushiony life. To living back at home in your childhood bedroom with probably $100 to your name. That's dark. Dawn is when you don't give up. And all of a sudden, just a mere 365 days, one year, after the lowest moment of your life, a dawn is sitting in a treehouse in the Florida Keys where you've wanted to live since you were a child, financially supporting yourself emotionally stable and supporting yourself, feeling powerful, setting boundaries, happy on Christmas Day by yourself, just you and your pug, money in the bank, gas in the tank, (laughs) an incredible group of friends, 10,000 new friends on Instagram, a growing, thriving business that changes people's lives. Dawn is going from not wanting to live anymore to receiving multiple messages a day of people who tell you that their voice made them want to keep living. It's always darkest before dawn. I want you guys to know that if you're going through a really tough time right now, it's always darkest before dawn 
And everything is for now. If you're in a really tough situation, please don't give up. Don't kill yourself. Don't leave us here. You feel things intensely because you're put on this earth to change things. And you have to, as a light worker, as a light warrior, you have to control these emotions. You have to control what energies you're absorbing because you're here for a very important purpose. You are here for much more than working a nine-to-five and being in a relationship that you're settling for. As you listen to this, I want you to think about this question. Are you living a lie? Are you living your truth? Is the life you have right now something that society and your family and your friends created for you? Or is it a life that you truly want? As you guys probably saw on Instagram, I shared a post. It was something that was going around saying, if you could live on this private island for a year, no TV, electronics, Wi-Fi, would you do it? And everybody said, yes, fuck yes. And, you know, I used to see posts like that. You know, it's either a cabin in the middle of the woods or a private island. It's always a beautiful photo. Like, would you give up everything, your 9 to 5, your Wi-Fi, your electronics, your phone, to live here for a year? And every time I would see that for the past five years, I'd say, fuck yes. And sometimes I would cry because I'd look around at my gorgeous luxury apartment Look at all the money in my bank. Look at my brand new SUV paid off. Look at my gorgeous ex-husband. And I would think, why would I give all this up for that? Why do I want that? Why do I want to live on an island barefoot with no Wi-Fi for so long? Something's missing. And you know what's funny? If you guys don't already follow us at Lightworkers Lounge, go look at that post. You'll see it. It's a private island. When I first moved down here to the Florida Keys back in October, a family friend said, Hey, Steph, I know you're into photography. I'm going to a private island today. Uh, We're taking photos because the island's going up for sale. Do you want to come? Bring your camera. And I was like, you know what? It was in the middle of a day, middle of the day on like a random Tuesday afternoon. And I, I had to work, but I was like, you know what? Fuck that. Hell yeah. Where do I meet you? And I went and had the time of my life, felt so abundant, looked around at dolphins swimming around the moat on this private island that was completely powered by solar and wind. I walked into each and every room and envisioned my kids there, the love of my life with me there, cooking a meal in the kitchen, enjoying it on the table outside on the deck, and just manifested the shit out of my life on that island not realizing that I was standing on the island that I had saved a photo of when I was sitting in my luxury apartment in Charlotte, North Carolina as a married woman working 9 to 5 that I couldn't stand. I saved a picture of that island just as like a, huh, maybe one day. And there I was. On that very fucking island. Of all places in the world, I didn't know where that island was when I saved it. I was living in the Carolinas. It just looked like, I don't know, like the Bermuda Triangle or somewhere in Hawaii or New Zealand. I had no clue. And 
there I fucking was. It's always darkest before dawn. And if you're listening to this podcast, the message for you is that your spirit guides are working diligently behind the scenes to manifest everything you dream of. This is the last podcast of the decade. Sure, we started two years ago, but this is the last podcast of 2019 and of the entire decade. And I want you guys to know that it's always darkest before dawn. As it's bar 999, see? Lots of endings for us out there. There's so much beauty and abundance to grab onto in 2020. But it's going to be up to you to meet it there. It's not just going to fall on your lap. You have to meet it halfway. You have to show up. You have to make tough decisions to leave people and hurt their feelings. You have to make tough decisions to leave jobs and understand and trust that you will be financially taken care of. You have no idea how right now, but you will be. When I left my job, I had two months of savings. And on month two, when my savings was gone and I still had rent and a car note and bills to pay and student loans to pay on month three, I thought, fuck, what am I going to do? That very next day, I went to a yoga festival, walked into a all-natural like supplement smoothie shop, got a job on the spot. Completely didn't see it coming. Woke up that morning, grabbed my yoga mat, rolled out of bed, went to this festival, went to bed that night with a job. Two jobs, actually, because I was a holistic health coach and that. So I had double the income. It's always darkest before dawn. And just as the 21st of December here in the Northern Hemisphere was the darkest day of the year for us, the days are getting longer. There's more light coming in. 2020 is going to be such an abundant year. But again, you have to meet it halfway. Are you going to show up? Do you trust yourself? Do you trust that intuitive feeling planted inside of you that keeps telling you, go here. Leave this person. Go be with that person. Pursue this. Will you finally trust that voice? Because I promise you, promise you, if you do, everything you want is going to pour into your life. And then some. Thank you guys so much for another beautiful year of Lightworkers Lounge. We started this year with probably 10,000 followers. And tonight, we're sitting at 179,000. That's not including the 10,000 on my personal account. We are an incredible group. We are an incredible community. And we're only growing by the minute as people awaken to their truth. They step out of the box, the prison, that society and family with their own traumas has put them in. 
And you guys are ready to be who you really are. Because right now, more than ever, the world needs that. You know, step aside, put your ego aside for a minute. The world as a whole needs you to be at your happiest and your highest vibration. I know I don't need to go into details about the climate and... You guys know, I don't need to tell you, you know why the earth needs you right now. On an energetic, a physical level, it needs you. But you can only show up fully if you are living your truth and operating at your highest vibration. It's time. I love you guys. I will see you in 2020. Are you ready for such an abundant year? It's full of love. Do you believe in the good things coming? Some of you are going to meet your soulmates. Some of you are going to get pregnant. Some of you are going to start a family. Some of you are going to get married. Some of you are going to quit a job and start a new job that you're so happy and you wake up excited to go to every day. You have no idea what's in store for you. Your ego may try and see the entire staircase before you reach the top, but tell it to shut up (laughs) because you don't. You don't need to see the whole staircase to reach the top. You just have to keep taking one step at a time, trusting that each step is getting you higher and closer and higher and closer to your destination. Thank you guys for such a wonderful year. Please join us on the Lightworkers Lounge premium plan. Friday bonus chats. We're growing massively over there as well. And you guys have been coming on the show to share your spiritual awakening stories, which is, I knew it. I knew you guys would love the idea because my story, you pretty much know it. But to hear it from other members of the community, 179,000 people strong, It's such a relief to know that you're not alone, to know that your people are out there. So please come join us, lightworkerslounge.podbean.com. Click on any Friday bonus chat to subscribe. It's a little orange button down at the bottom. I'll also leave the link in the show notes for you to click on and subscribe. I hope you guys have a wonderful holiday season. I hope you have such a fantastic New Year's, harness that collective energy of new. New energy, new you, new decade. Wow. I will see you guys in 2020. New Year's Day to be exact. And the very first podcast episode of 2020 is with a very special guest. And there's no one else on this face of this earth I would rather record my first episode of the 20th decade with. So you'll have to tune in. I will see you guys on Instagram at Lightworkers Lounge. And of course, this Friday for all the premium plan subscribers and next Wednesday on the show. Sending you so much love from my little quiet tree house by the sea here in the Florida Keys. (laughs) My dawn after a period of many, many dark days. It was so worth it. I love you guys. Goodbye.
Mm-hmm.